Close friends are truly life's treasures. Sometimes they know us better than we know ourselves. With gentle honesty, they're there to guide and support us, to share our laughter and our tears. Their presence reminds us that we are never really alone. These are words of Vincent Van Gogh. This is episode 67, and on this episode, I'm sharing my 10 tips for having the most amazing Friendsgiving feast this year. Yes, you heard it right, Friendsgiving. So what is Friendsgiving? Friendsgiving is a mashup of the word friend and Thanksgiving that refers to a large meal amongst friends eaten during the Thanksgiving season. This level of formality really depends on you and your guests, your friends. So to have a few amazing friends by your side is truly a joy. So why not celebrate together? Friendsgiving is a blend of friend and Thanksgiving, like I said. So if you're used to celebrating Thanksgiving, um, this is a time to consider having an additional celebration for your friends, Friendsgiving right? Um, It's much more informal than your traditional Thanksgiving meal, but it's a lot of fun. There are really no rules. Um, It's just a bunch of friends getting together, celebrating each other. I especially love Friendsgiving because it takes, um, it allows me to, or everyone to take time to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday with your friends who may not be um, available on Thanksgiving day. So if your friends are typically with their families or traveling for Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving is a great celebration to have. I'd like to have it before Thanksgiving. So this year, uh, friends of of mine (laughs) um, and myself are actually hosting Friendsgiving and we're super excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so Friendsgiving is a time of celebration. It's a time to spend quality time with your close friends and dear friends and express gratitude for the friendship that you have. Not to mention, it's a great excuse to load up on a lot of food, an excuse to eat all the carbs and sweets and have great festive drinks. If you choose to celebrate Friendsgiving this year, Well, things can go wrong very fast. So on this episode, I'm sharing 10 tips for you to um, apply when hosting Friendsgiving to make sure it's amazing and a fun celebration for you and your friends. I'm ready to dive in. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Akeshi Akinshaya podcast. This is the place where I help celebrants curate a luxury event experience and help you celebrate in style. I'm your host, Akeshia Kinshaya. I am a global wedding and event planner, floral and event designer, speaker, author, business coach, and founder of Cash Events, a luxury planning and design firm based in Chicago that is known for curating exceptional celebrations for clients of the most discerning taste worldwide. I am going to show you how to celebrate every moment in style with all of my how-to content, expert advice, tips, special guests, and so much more. For over a decade, I've planned and designed all kinds of celebrations globally, from weddings to showers, 
milestone celebrations, and more. And I am excited to bring you episodes on all things celebrations. This is a podcast for all celebrants and anyone who loves a good celebration. On this podcast, nothing is off the table. Each week, I'll bring you my insights and tips from industry experts so that you can learn the ins and outs of putting together a meaningful celebration. So grab some coffee or a cocktail, get comfortable, and dive in. I am so honored to be spending this time with you. I know you're going to leave inspired. New episodes are added weekly, so make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star review. It'll mean the world to me. Now, on with the show. All right, my friend. All right, so I am super excited for this episode because it's about celebrations, my favorite thing. Um, And it's not just about celebrating your family, but your close friends. Um, Friendsgiving is um, basically that blend of your friends and Thanksgiving, and it just means a great celebration with food and drinks with your friends, either on or near Thanksgiving. Like I shared earlier, I like to have my friends given before Thanksgiving because typically your friends are with their family for Thanksgiving and that weekend. So if you're looking to do this, I ha- I highly recommend um, having this celebration uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So let's dive into the tips. All right. Um, now, the first thing I want you to know is that when it comes to deciding the date of when you host Friendsgiving, there are no set rules. So I recommend the Saturday or Sunday before Thanksgiving, but it is completely up to you and your friends. You guys can all get together, throw some dates around and pick. It's also okay to celebrate it the weekend of Thanksgiving. So typically if Thanksgiving is Thursday and your friends are local, maybe you do your Friendsgiving on that Saturday um, Friday or even Sunday, right? Um, now remember it is completely up to you and your friends. So the first tip I want to share is to have someone take the lead. Um, if you've planned a celebration before with a bunch of friends without a go-to person, things can go wrong really fast. So, um, it is okay to have a host. So let's say it was your idea to have Friendsgiving or it's going to be happening in your house or a, a different space, you're going to be the one to take the lead because it's it's a lot easier, less headache when someone is taking a lead. Um, you can have a trusted friend in the group or the most organized person truly be the point of contact. Um, but those are the best people to host. Now, if you have a friend that you know is not great with party planning or is not on time and is not organized, that's probably not the person to pick, right? So make sure that that person is okay. You know, there you have those friends that love parties, that love delegation, they love to take lead, let them host it. Now the host is responsible for making the invitation. Now you can do this online. Um, and if you want to go crazy, hey, send out actual invites. Um, but you can also create digital invitations that you can email um, or text if you have a group text with your friends or send them individually. Um, and if you choose to do online, there are creative ways to do so. And if you want to support 
local stationery designer, this is a great place to do so. Um, but I would recommend both. If you are going to do actual invitations, um, I would have a digital version that you send so the plans can get started while the beautiful invitation is in the mail. Um, of course, stepping up your party game is what I'm all about. Um, so I think even by sending out real paper invitation, that just adds a nice touch, but by no means are you required to do this. Um, and like I said, if you do paper invitations, make sure that you do a digital version that goes out right away. Not only would your friends feel more special, um, but they would really enjoy their personal touch and, um, a personalized note. Okay, so number one is to have someone take the lead, have the host or the go-to person that is organizing everything and, um, you know, your point of reference for all things for thanks, uh, Friendsgiving, right? We're so used to saying Thanksgiving, but today it's all about Friendsgiving. Okay, number two is to create a well-rounded menu and um, let your friends pick their dishes. So um, there is nothing worse than hosting a Friendsgiving with all your friends and the menu is just something that you control completely. This should feel like a collaborative effort and everyone's interest in what they like should be considered, right? Um, so what you're going to do is to give your friends a chance to bring their favorite meal. And what you're going to do is take that, take those um, meals that your friends have selected and create a menu. This would allow you to see things that are missing and you can start to delegate. So what you're going to do is make a complete list of the meal that you think would be great for Thanksgiving. You want to think about your starch, your proteins, your veggies, your dessert, of course. And of course, drinks, right? Um, um, what we've done, what my friends and I have done is put together a list that we think is super delicious and we send it out to our friends and have them pick from that list. And some of our friends have actually said, hey, I'll do this in addition to this, right? So for me, in addition to what we're doing, I'm actually going to make my my um, popular, I'm known for making jollof rice. If you're Nigerian, that is my jam. I haven't cooked it in a while, but it is, I, you know, if I, if I may say so myself, it's pretty delicious. So I'm adding that to the menu because I think everyone is going to enjoy it. Right. So you don't have to stick with your traditional Thanksgiving type meal, curate something that you and your friends would enjoy. Again, this is really about celebrating your friends and um, don't be so rigid and um, think that you have to do this just because online has this list of things that are ideal for that season, right? But of course, a turkey is much appreciated. So someone usually will get into that, but don't forget about the turkey. All right. Um, what you also want to do is think about friends with allergies as the host or the point of contact. Um, consider those friends that have allergies or have um, dietary restrictions. You don't want them to be miserable with nothing to eat at that table. So make sure that you're thinking about those friends. Um, and then you also want to think about using labels. So for me, if I'm making like my Nigerian dish jollof rice, some of my friends may not know what it is. So you want to avoid that dreaded, like, what's this? What's in this? By creating a menu, um, you can do a simple menu, but I'm all big for menu. I'm all about the details. So I would create a menu with a description of everything that's on there. And I also create food tags. So I, at each station or in the table, it might be ideal to label the food so people know what's what. 
and let them know if there's this is also like jollof rice, for example, um, can be an option for vegetarian because there's no meat in it if you make it without any meat, right? Um, so food labors are a great idea if you're hosting like a buffet style or potluck style where people will serve themselves, right? So um, whether it's a potluck style, whatever format you choose for your food, remember that it's all about the details. Okay, number three, the host um, makes the turkey or gets the turkey. In my case, I am not making turkey, but um, the host typically would provide the turkey. So, right, so turkey duty is for the host. Um, if you assign turkey to a guest, imagine having to transport the cooked turkey and having that turkey arrive on time and and having the turkey be in the state that you need it to be. Save yourself all the drama, right? And handle the turkey as the host. And that way you can assign all other things to um, your friends, right? Um, but take care of the turkey and the gravy. But if you're like me, you tend to take on everything. Be mindful of this and make sure that you delegate and do not overcommit yourself. You do not want to be frazzled when all your guests arrive, your friends arrive, and you're still trying to cook everything. So, you know, shake it off, let it go, allow people to partake in this as it's all about celebration of friends, right? So all your friends should be involved. Every single person coming to this Friendsgiving feast should bring something. So it is your duty to assign people what to bring right? Um, so the rest of the food should be assigned to the rest of the guests. All right. Number four, this is probably my favorite, <laughs> is to keep the drinks flowing, right? Um, if your friends like to indulge in a glass of wine or um, whatever they like, you can encourage them to bring their favorite wine because there's no way you're going to probably accommodate every single person's wine. Everyone has a preference for wine. So just tell them, bring your, like on my invitation, on our invitation, we have, uh, let's bring your favorite drink or beverage or drink of choice. And then the spirits you can also just have ready, right? But your friends would appreciate being able to bring what they like to drink versus just drinking whatever is available. So uh, make that part of your process, but also think about um, little things that maybe your guests may not remember. Like someone may bring a bottle of vodka, right? Yay. But then they may forget, you know, the basics, cranberry juice, pineapple juice, orange juice. So you as the host can provide those things, right? And then I would highly recommend to creating some sort of a holiday cocktail, like a signature drink, something festive. And then for those that do not drink, do not forget about them. You can still make a really fun, delicious mocktail for them that's decorative and beautiful. Um, going back, it's all about the details, right? Um, all right. Number five is to make sure that there's plenty of food to go around um, while you're delegating, right, food. So, for example, if you have friends given for 30 people, and someone is taking on mash, um, mashed potatoes, for example, make sure that they understand that that quantity is for, like what they're bringing is for the, uh, is enough for the guests that are coming. And um, what you might also do if you have a larger group is assign the same meal to two people. So just in case you run out of one, um, another guest um, food will fill in, right? But it's always best to communicate um, the quantity and making sure that you have. So if you order rolls, for example, 
make sure that you have enough rolls for everyone. Um, and the same thing for dessert. You don't want pie that only serves 10 people, but you have 30 guests, right? If so if someone is taking on uh, pie for pies, for example, make sure they have enough to go around the table. But make sure there's plenty of food. Um, and also like remind your guests to be on time. So you don't want the person that has mashed potatoes to arrive late. So now dinner's starting and this you know you have that friend that's always late, right? So make sure that you're delegating things that are of utmost importance to the people that will be there in time and give like the dessert to the the friend that's always late because then that's gonna be had later, right? Um just keeping it real here. Uh, now, snacks are essential. So you probably want to think about um, appetizers, right? For the beginning of that celebration as guests would trickle in. I can guarantee you that not everybody will be there at five if that's the designated time. So just be, be aware of that. Do not get frustrated or angry. Um, as some people would just come in late, things happen. They could be traffic or they had to run to a store to grab extra stuff. You guys know how this goes, right? But just maybe plan to have cocktails and appetizers for the first hour, first 30 minutes to allow everyone to kind of trickle in. And then you all can sit down for your yummy, yummy feasts. Hey there. I am so excited for the launch of my digital magazine, The Art of Celebrating, a source of planning and inspiration for couples, celebrants, and anyone in love with all things celebrations. The Art of Celebrating Lifestyle magazine features a wide range of topics, including planning tips, floral design, fashion and beauty, entertaining ideas, food and drinks, travel, home decor, and more. Now with content from myself and some amazing contributors and experts, I'm thrilled to bring you the Art of Celebrating magazine with the aim of bringing you even more beautiful inspiration and expert advice to ensure that your celebration is your very best day ever. And the best part is all this amazing content is free. Just head over to keshevents.com magazine and subscribe to our free digital magazine and explore the art of celebrating. Now back to the episode. Okay, on to number six. My favorite, or one of my other favorites, is don't forget about the decor. Yes, you're going to be celebrating with your friends. Yes, these are people that know you, but don't forget about the pretty. I'm a big fan of little touches that you do not need the most glamorous centerpiece, but you do need something, right? So beautiful linens, um, candles, uh, minimal floral or a runner, whatever the case may be. Just do also keep in mind when you're choosing your centerpieces that there is going to be food around the tables. There's going to be a lot of wine, a lot of glassware. So be mindful of the size of the table that you get and um, just throw in a little bit, uh, throw in some pretty things, right? Everybody loves decor. Um, I, for one, would never host a celebration without beautiful flowers, beautiful candles, and some unexpected treats as the host, right? So being a good host, the hostess is important. And you need to think about 
how this all comes out, right? Yes, the food is beautiful and colorful, but it doesn't hurt to have some pretty things around the room or on the table. Number seven is to encourage your guests to arrive on time. Now, this is Friendsgiving. So these are your friends. These are people that you love. These are people that love you. It is okay to tell them, hey, dinner will be starting at so, so, so time promptly, right? Encourage them to get there in time. Ask, Remind them to keep traffic and the holiday season in mind. Um, and uh, you want to be on time. You do not want food that's been sitting out for too long. Um, and make sure that you have time to heat, heat up your food and that there's plenty to go around. But encourage your guests to arrive on time. Number eight is to And hear me when I say this, because we tend to overthink things and we tend to, because we want it to be perfect. Do not sweat the small stuff. If for some reason, something that you had planned or you're really excited about doesn't work out, let it go. Don't sweat the small stuff. These are your friends. This is the, the key is a celebration of your friends and the celebration doesn't stop if one thing is not there. You can plan all you want, but things happen. So do not sweat the small stuff, right? Ask for help. Do not be that person that's overwhelmed and now you're mad at your friends because you took on too much and now they're having a great time and they're all dolled up and they look amazing, they look rested and you look really, really frazzled. So don't sweat the small stuff, delegate where you have to and let it go. Okay. Number nine, do not forget about the five senses, right? A great host should always keep the five senses five senses in mind when hosting a celebration, right? While it's not your formal Thanksgiving dinner, you don't, you don't, you definitely want to be a great host. And there are things you have to think about to engage the five senses. In a previous episode, I broke down exactly how you can do that, but you want to think about the five senses of sight, sound, smell, taste, and touch. So what do people see when they come in, right? Um, first impression is great. Something simple as lining the entryway or stairway with cylinder vases and floating candles or pillar candles that you get from Ikea or a local store can make a big difference. Or lining the entrance with votive candles, right? Big difference. Just little details. Sight matters and make sure you pay attention to that. If you're, you know, is if you're hosting at home, is your kitchen clean? Is your home clean? Right? Um, little things. Make sure that the site is appealing to everyone. Yes, they're your friends, but um, their their comfort level and experience should be taken into consideration. Okay. Sound. What do people hear? Um, what will be great for is to ask your friends for their favorite songs or share five of their favorite songs and create a playlist that includes everyone's favorite songs there. Um, this might be a great time to throw in some holiday classics. Whatever you and your friends enjoy, do it. Um, but make that playlist. Consider music for the beginning portion where you're having cocktails, dinner, And if you guys are going to hang out a little bit more, maybe crank it up and have a nice, fun party at the end, right? Next is smell, right? Smell is key. Um, Wherever you're hosting, um, there should be easy access to restrooms and um, 
cozy areas, right? But the restroom for me is essential. Having, making sure you're stocked up on tissue paper, right? Making sure that you're stocked up on hand towels, um, whether you're doing cloth or paper. Um, and of course it doesn't hurt to have a diffuser and, or a scented candle that just makes a big difference. Yes. You're leaving the dining area when you're eating food, but when you step into the bathroom, um, or the restroom, you want to make sure that there's something really yummy. Um, there's a, a great smell in the air. Um, you can choose to go with your favorite seasonal candle here or go with your classic, whatever the case may be. Anything works, anything goes. Um, next is taste. The food has to be delicious. The food has to be hot. Um, when, when it's, if it should be hot and uh, making sure that everything is temperature appropriate. Um, Next is that making sure that um, you're mindful of things that people are bringing in, making sure there's nothing bad being served and making sure that it hasn't been sitting out for too long. So as the host, make sure you double check everything. Um, And then just think about, you know, signature drinks, having some seasonal delicious cocktails wouldn't hurt. It doesn't have to be super crazy, but you can use, um, you could do a pre-batch cocktail that your guests would enjoy, throw in a little ice and this could be self-serve, but your guests would truly enjoy that. Your friends would truly enjoy that. And of course the last, um, sense you want to consider is touch. What do people feel? What napkins, options, linens, these things are essential. So make sure that you keep that in mind as the host. Now, last tip I want to share is that as the host, um, plan to have um, to-go containers. So to-go containers are a must. You can purchase meal prep packs or containers on Amazon, the container store, any of your favorite supply store. Um, This way, your friends are able to leave at the end of the night with neatly packed meals ready to be microwaved when they're ready, right? The reason why I recommend meal prep packs is that some food um, um, do not need to touch, right? So you might want to separate um, any gravy or meat or starch. Um, the, the Having that section containers are a great option because guests can now, you know, pack their meals in segments and they'll be so happy. Um, if you're not doing this, um, you can designate a friend to do that, but make sure you're clear on the quantity. So if you have 30 guests, do not order a pack for 20 because then you have 10 people that are going to be super pissed at you because they have nothing to take their food home with, right? Um, remember that it's so convenient and much neater to box your leftover um, than to have all the food sitting and going to waste. There's no way everyone is going to eat everything, Um Because if you plan properly, you have excess food and it's nice to kind of split that between everyone. So don't let your leftovers go to waste. Okay. Um, Now, uh, lastly, you also want to make sure that you let everyone know before the evening or at the end of dinner, at the end of your feast, that you do have containers. Because sometimes um, a friend might leave assuming there are no containers, but make that announcement and let your friends know that you do have that option available for them. All right. So there you have it. 10 tips for the most amazing friends given feast this year. Um, when it comes to tips for hosting thing, uh, Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving, planning ahead is super important. So start planning early. Um, give yourself enough time to ease stress for, for yourself and everyone and make sure that you cover all your bases. But with these tips, you are good to go um, and ready to get your friends together. 
dig into some delicious food and drinks and enjoy some quality time with your friends at Friendsgiving. If you host Friendsgiving this year, I would love to hear how this year's celebration goes for you. So make sure you send me a DM at Cash Events or shoot me an email, info at Cash Events. But friends, have a great Friendsgiving. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, if you loved today's show, it will mean a lot to me if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram. So follow and tag me at Kesh Events. Until next time, remember, live, love, party.